Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. Hi, if you listen to the Grieving Parent Sharing Hope podcast every week, you were expecting to hear part two of a talk about difficult scriptures that talk about joy, joy in our trials, rejoice in the Lord always. And we were talking about some of those scriptures, taking them apart, and uh, just taking a real deep look at, at those in the place where we are in grieving the death of our children. As I went to record part two, I was actually in the process of recording. My computer locked up, and by the time everything got unlocked, my notes were gone. Dave, who is my personal geek squad and my techie, and he's the man behind the curtain of all of this, he went to go pull up my backups and found out that my computer has not been doing backups for quite a long time. So these notes were just gone. And I have put so much time into studying these scriptures, and uh, it's, it's literally been months, and writing notes, and, and just uh, learning what I can for myself about this whole thing of finding joy again. And there was just no way I could reconstruct all those notes from my head. It just, it just wasn't going to happen. And so I'm really sorry, but we're not going to have part two of that. But I am going to believe that what I'm sharing today is what God wants shared and someone out there needs this instead because I hadn't decided if I was going to use this for this series in Finding Joy again. For those of you who may or may not know, the month of May, I did a live YouTube interview every day, Monday through Friday. Every day I had a different guest and we had a different topic. And two of the guests were Joe and Shonda Knight. And the topic for them was finding joy again. And I decided, since all those notes were lost, to go ahead and edit the live video that we did and turn it into a podcast. Now, there was so much there, so much good stuff there with talking to Joe and Shonda that we're going to do some of it this week, and then we're going to finish it next week. So let me just tell you a little bit about Joe and Shonda, and then we'll go ahead and start with the interview. Joe and Shonda's son, Matt, was diagnosed on Christmas Eve in 2007 with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and he died 14 months later at the age of 22. The three of us were talking about joy and happiness, and Joe was talking about how happiness can be more of a feeling and joy is more of a state of being. But happiness can come from that place of joy. So let's go ahead and listen. Some of our happiest places are driving down, maybe late at night when it's quiet, don't even have the radio on, and just, it's almost like for us, it was a long time for that peace to come back. It, every day was a battle. Every day was a struggle. Every day you were, I was fighting myself saying, well, I'm not feeling right. I'm not doing right. I'm, I have this anger in my heart. And then you just try and you pray. And then one day, uh, for, for me anyway, God healed that and the battle was over. Now I still struggle from time to time. Don't misunderstand me. 
but there wasn't that constant fight in my soul that kept me at tension. I think stress is caused when you have two, compete, two competing ideas in your brain at the same time. God loves me. God doesn't love me or he wouldn't have taken my child. Those are two competing thoughts and that you go back and forth and there's a struggle. And that's when it's most important to stay in the word and stay in prayer and, and stay close to God. I remember a time in my life, Laura, when I got, uh, I was struggling with a, with a decision, not Matt, struggling with another thing in my life. And I remember going out in the backyard behind our property and it was out in the country. And I remember screaming at the top of my lungs, God, do you have any idea what's going on here? And that's the time when I thought, well, God's probably going to just take me out right now. There'll be a lightning bolt. That'll be it for me. I'll be gone. And God spoke to my heart in that moment. And this is what he said to me. I'm big enough for your questions. Huh. And that gave me a peace. The war ended inside me. And I knew that God knew I was human. He could deal with my humanity. He knew that. And he still loved me. He loved me before I ever knew him. Bible says he loves us when we're his enemies, when we're at enmity with him. And so our failures don't stop God's love. He still loves us and gives us a chance to work through those things. When he said that to me, I fell down on my knees and said, I'm sorry, because I encountered that love again that I cannot explain, the love that loved me even when I failed. So that's, to me, that's the joy. And it can be, with a, it can be in the middle of hilarity. It can be in the middle of a comedian's program. It can be in the middle of a glorious worship service. It can be in the complete silence at night with no outward emotion showing at all. It's something inside. Yeah, so it's really like a confidence and a peace and a contentment in just knowing God is there with you. Yes. So if I'm hearing you right, Joe, you're saying that it's okay to fight for joy. It's okay to fight for oh. peace. It's okay to, you know, that there are going to be times and very likely it's a very rare parent who just has joy through all of it after the death of their child. I know a lot of times at the funeral, God gives us a grace to have a strength. Mm -hmm. We can share Absolutely. at the funeral. We can give God the glory at the funeral. And then down the road, all of a sudden, it's like we just fall apart and we find ourselves in that darkness. And then we have to fight. And there, you, you, you mentioned it sounded like you weren't hearing from God. It was dark for you. It was silent for you. Is that the case? Absolutely. And after a few days, nobody brings casseroles anymore. Exactly. So it's just, a, it's a different place. But for me anyway, I, there's, there's a scripture particularly that I go to a lot. It says, if a man would save his life, he's got to lose it for Christ's sake. If, you, if you're mm -hmm. willing to lose your life, you find it. The harder I chase after peace and contentment, the less I found it. But the harder I chased after Christ, the more I found peace and contentment. Mm-hmm. And so, because it's almost like, you know, the little things you get in your eyes, a little bit of dust or something, and they're right here. And so you want to look at it, see what it is. And you look to the right. And when you do it, it goes to the right. And you never can quite catch it. That's the pursuit of happiness. You're never going to, that's why people spend their lives pursuing it with drugs, alcohol, money, uh, immorality, whatever they want to pursue it with. They can, because they want those moments of happiness and they get them. It works. They get that momentary happiness. They get their 15 minutes of high, but it doesn't last. It's not a win in that because you're, they're chasing happiness and you never find it. 
Mm-hmm. The only way to find it is to lose yourself in Christ and chase him for a while. Once again, it comes into faith. Like you were saying, it's a choice to believe. We mm-hmm. choose to believe. It's a decision. We decide that God hasn't forsaken me, even though I don't feel him. Right. We decide, we make that decision that he's going to stay true to his promises. And I recently dis- uh, found out that the word decide, it comes from a Latin word that I can't pronounce, but <laughs> the word decide literally means to cut off. So when you decide something, you're cutting off the other options. Mm. Good. Which I thought was really interesting. And so if we decide I'm going to pursue God through this, I'm, I'm going to decide I'm going to fight for joy, then we cut off the other things that keep us from having that joy. Sure. I think some of that is our thoughts and our perceptions, how we think. We have to choose to think differently and we have to ask God to give us different perception, a different view his view. So do you have some times where you feel like God stepped in and changed your perception or your view of something after Matt's death? Oh, I, I can give you a great one. I, you know, um, being in the ministry and everything, you know, you, you hear lots of talk of, aren't you, aren't you excited for Jesus to come back? And you know, the pad answer is, oh yes. Oh yes. I'm so excited. I, I can't wait for him to return, which is true. But at the time, you know, people would ask that and I would be in the back of my mind thinking, yeah, I'm ready for him to come. But, you know, I, I want to see my kids graduate. I, uh, I want to see them get married. I want to have, you know, and you can just go down the list. And so, yes, I'm excited. I was excited for him to come, but I still had my uh, to do list, if mm-hmm. you could call it. And after we lost Matt it gave me a totally new perspective on heaven. I, yes, I am so excited to see my savior, but I'm excited to see my mat. And uh, so that is, is one thing that I can say that it totally changed my perspective on heaven was losing a child because uh, I've lost grandparents. I've lost aunts and uncles and stuff. And it just didn't give me the feeling like it does with my child and uh, a longing for, and it gave me a longing to want more to have all of my family there with me mm-hmm. where, you know, before it's, you know, you, you just kind of, <laughs> but it's that, that, that totally changed my perspective on heaven. I think sometimes God gives us that feeling because that kept me going at some mm-hmm. point. You know, uh, because there was days that I wanted to pull the cover up over my head and never get out of bed. And then, but I think I'm going to see him again one day. And it's those thoughts that sometime made me get up and and live in the world is Mm -hmm. to know that one day I will see him again. And I am excited to see God, but I'm also excited to see my Matt. There are some practical things I think that we can do to get joy back in our lives. So can you, are there some things that you can think of that you can recommend that help us find it? (laughs) What are some things that we can do? I have, it's what I call is my map box. Yes. Um, Because um, I wanted something that gave me joy. 
because if I allow it, all I can think of sometimes are the bad things, the hospital, the, the day we were told our diagnosis and you can, those things are always right there. Mm -hmm. And there are some times that I just want to feel joy. And so I, uh, I went to Hobby Lobby and purchased me a box because as you know, we live in 427 square feet of bliss. bliss. <laughs> so uh, it had all, to be a small always, box. <laughs> always, no problems. And I went and I picked out everything of Matt's that brought me joy. I didn't put his obituary in there. I didn't put anything of the hospital. I didn't put get well cards, even though we loved getting cards, you know, and he loved reading them from people. That was not something that brought me joy. Mm -hmm. So I put in his uh, T-ball baseballs, uh, his sunglasses, his uh, picture announcing his uh, engagement with his fiance. Um, everything that I could look at that could bring me joy. And uh, there's times that I used to get it out all the time and look at it. And um, because I needed it, I needed it to, I, I, I guess you would say, remember the good times. Mm -hmm. Whenever I was feeling all of those overwhelming thoughts mm -hmm. of the dread and the times that because that that is always at my forefront right now because that's the last things that happened right you know think how about long, it, can I ask you how long it was between the time matt died and the time you put this box together because i know for most of us memories are painful at the beginning oh very because very, it's, it's very like painful. that's all we have and like you were just saying the memories the ones that are in the forefront are the things that are almost impossible. You'll never get them out of your head. The things that no. you saw, the things that you went through. So how long was it between that time that you lost Matt from this earth to the time where this joy box was something that you could turn to and it wasn't painful, but it was actually warm and, and joyful for you. you? You know, I, I hate to give dates because the first yeah. time I went to church, I asked a, a gentleman who had lost a child and I asked him, I said, how long am I going to feel this overwhelming grief? And he told me five years and I walked out of there thinking, I can't do this for five years. Mm -hmm. And, but to be very honest, it was almost five years before I could do that. And I don't want anyone who has just lost a child to, to think, Oh, it's going to take me that long. But sometimes it does. And, and it just depends on the person. But it was probably between four and five years before I could actually, we, you know, after Matt passed away, we, we boxed all of his stuff up. And um, because I did not want to keep going by the room, you know, it, it, it brought we're more all different pain. in that way too, aren't we? Because there's yeah. some parents, it's like they won't touch it for 10 years. Exactly. Exactly. So everyone is different. But every time I passed that room, it seemed like it brought me more pain. So we boxed everything up. But it was four or five years before I could go through those boxes mm. um, because the pain is there. And for some people, they can do it right away. But for me personally, and like I said, whenever I walked out from talking with that gentleman, after he had lost his son, 
it was almost despair whenever he told me five years. So that's why I sometimes hesitate to tell people, oh, you know, it's going to be this long because it's different for everyone. But uh, it's, but, but it's also good to know that it might take that long. Exactly. So so if, if that's where you are, if you're three years into this and you're still battling the darkness and you're still struggling with that overwhelming grief, you're normal. You're normal. And, yeah. but, but what people need to understand is that it's, it, and in the, in those five years, it was different grief. You know, it wasn't as bad. It wasn't as long. And I think that's what people need to understand is if, even though they're going through grief at this time, it changes, mm-hmm. um, you will be able to smile again and, uh, you will be able to feel that joy again. And the problem with me is I think I always have that joy. It's just that I had to find it. Yes. Uh, It it was always there. And it's all in now I have the memories Uh, because at first it was just the death, the circumstances. Um, That is what was so prevalent because that was my last memory. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and that's awful to say, but that is our last memory. But we have good memories. Mm-hmm. And we have to be able to find it. And it was, they were always there. You know, we, we don't forget, but sometimes we need to be reminded. And for me, sometimes I need to be reminded of the good memories. And that's why I have my map box. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why I only put good memories in it. Because sometimes even after 11 years, um, you do find those dark days. Mm-hmm. And whether, as you said, if, if it's a date on the calendar or if it's a song that comes on the radio, mm-hmm. <laughs> that sometimes the overwhelming grief, like you said, that grief is still there. There's a current and sometimes it rises to the top. And for me to be able to squash that grief, I need to remember my joy mm-hmm. and my blessings. And uh, that's why I, uh, I, I started my mat box was so that I could have a reminder, a physical reminder, um, not just something that I have back in my mind, something that I can actually put my hands on. Mm-hmm. I and, love well, that. I think it's what Shonda's saying there is so important and we can't miss it, I don't think. I don't want it folks to miss it. The key was the choice mm. to put the things in the box, not because that met a need in her life at that point. It really didn't but it was a choice to think this way. And the Bible speaks very clearly to that. Whatsoever things are good, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, think on these things. It's a choice that we make. And the power of our choice is unbelievably powerful. The only problem is we think, okay, I'm going to make a good choice. And we expect because of the world we live in of immediate expectations being solved, if I don't even have to wait and go to the movie store anymore to rent my VHS, <laughs> that's a tape for some of you folks don't know what that is. Uh, I can just get on my satellite or my internet connection and I can watch any movie I want to because mm-hmm. I want that immediate instant, fix, yes. instant, grat- instant gratification. And the choice that we make delivers that gratification, but it's not an instantaneous solution. It's not a mathematical equation. Okay, I've got it down. Check that box. I am now happy. And that's why people sometimes give up 
and it's almost like a football game, if you'll allow that. We don't have much talk about football these days, but it would be like a football game where you fight back and forth. You know, you throw a few uh, long passes and then you get you get sacked in the back and you move down the court or the field rather in such a consistent manner. And you get to the five yard line and you fumble the ball. How many points did you score? We scored none. And I can't help but think there's got to be a mom or maybe even a dad out there right now that's right at that five-yard line. Can I encourage you today? Don't fumble the ball. Don't give up. Be not weary in well-doing. For in good season, we will reap if we faint not. And that's that funny King James language there. <laughs> As in, we will reap in good season if we don't quit. So don't give up. Stay on, stay on the trail of Christ and focus on him and stay in tune there. And the happiness that it will come and go, the joy will come back, but it won't come back when you expect it to. It sneaks its way in and it hides for a while. And then you look back and you go, the war's over. Uh -huh. And what a joy to have that armistice when we lay down the weapons and the war is over, I'm at peace. Now, I can't prove this, but I'm a firm believer that most of our struggles, whether we lost a child in a drug overdose or a suicide, uh, death by suicide, or if we lost a child through uh, a, a homicide, if we lost a child through a sickness or whatever we lose them, all of that eventually comes back to God because God could have not let Matt get sick. God could have not let my child get depressed. God could have not allowed that intoxicated driver to cross the line. God is God. And so if he's really God, why did he let this happen and to put me through this pain? And that regardless of the circumstances, it eventually always comes back to me and God. Bottom line is sometimes I have to forgive my wife. She does some things that they're not right, but we'll <laughs> talk about that later. And as hard as this is for me to admit every once in a while, a lot of the time she has to forgive me somehow it never fi figures into our mentality ultimately we've got to forgive god mm -hmm. we've got to say i'm not going to hold you accountable for these choices god now that isn't woohoo i am so happy my son died how wonderful i'm not sure that's real yeah. no it's not for me but there is a peace when the war stops when i can say god i don't get it I don't like it. I don't understand. I wish you'd done something different, but you are big enough for my questions. And I still trust you, even though I'm not happy with it. And that's where the joy comes back. We're going to stop here and pick it up next week where Joe says some pretty profound things that you're going to want to hear. So I hope you come back next week and listen to more of this interview. Before I go to the birthday segment, I just want to make sure that you know that my publisher, Morgan James Publishing, has dropped the price of the ebook version of my book, When Tragedy Strikes, Rebuilding Your Life with Hope and Healing After the Death of Your Child. The price of the ebook is dropped to $3.99.
this week. So check it out. It's supposed to go through July 26th. If it goes longer than that, a surprise to me, but it's supposed to go through July 26th. So I just want to encourage you to check it out when tragedy strikes and grab a copy while the price is this low. And be sure to share it on your social media platforms so that other parents know about it and they can grab this book too for such a good price. Also for the month of July, my grief journey book is on sale for only $5 on our website. It's retails for $13.99. Just go to gpshope.org and click on the store tab. And these books are available to you for such a low price right now as part of July being the National Bereaved Parents Month. There will be a link to both of these in the show notes if you didn't catch them while I was talking. So with that, let's go ahead and get to this week's birthdays. We have Robert William Corbett, who was born on July 20th and is forever 21 years old. Joey Figueroa was born on July 23rd and is forever 39 years old. Claire Rebecca was born on July 27th and she is forever five years old. We celebrate with these families the day that these special children made their entrance into the world. If you would like to have your child's birthday announced on the podcast the week of his or her birthday, all you have to do is go to gpshope.org slash birthdays. Just fill out that short little form with the information we need, submit it, and I would be honored to add them to the list and share them with our listeners. I know some of you are in such a dark place of grief that it seems impossible for you to ever have joy again in your life, much less any kind of happiness. But as someone who once thought the same thing, I want to encourage you to just keep going one day, one breath at a time, if that's where you are, and stay connected to those who will walk with you, like those of us here at GPS Hope being the light that you need in your place of darkness. And remember to hold on. Pain eases. There is hope.